Kevin Pruitt with the first episode of a new decade of Rising Tide Startups. And my special guest today is Tanya Thomas. Tanya, thank you for joining us on Rising Tide. Thank you for having me. So tell our listeners a little bit about Tanya Thomas and Team Delegate. Okay, well, I live in Rockwall, Texas with my family, my husband, two boys, 19 and 12 years old. Um, I have a degree from Southeastern Oklahoma State University in biology, and I am the owner of Team Delegate. We work with, I like to say, clients to give them time. Um, and I tell them, you know, the time is money. So we work with small business owners to give them more time in their day so that they can work in their zone of genius and not spend their time dealing with administrative things, although important to their business, but there are things that's not the best use of their time. So they, we work with them to come up with a delegating strategy, and then we take care of handling those things for them. Well, I, I'm really curious to uh, hear the pathway going from uh, Southeast Oklahoma biology degree to uh, teen delegate virtual assistant company. I, that doesn't seem like a natural straight path. No, it wasn't. I actually met my husband probably my junior year, um, and he works for a construction firm. I am from a small town in Oklahoma called Valiant, and they, there was a warehouse or paper company there at the time, and he was doing a project there, met him, um, married two years later, had so many biology courses because my original plan was to be a physical therapist, but instead got married, began traveling with him. And that, you know, that plan just went out the window. <laughs> and so to give myself something to do as we went to these small towns, I began to tempt and build up a lot of administrative experience. And so that's, how I ended up parlaying into what I'm doing now. I, well, that is uh, a, that's a great path. And it's a great, I guess you, you took me almost there, but I'm still kind of hanging on the cliff here. So, I mean, how do you go from working for temp agencies to actually saying, you know what, I think I can do this. I think I can like connect businesses with their, you know, business needs and, and gaps in their need or gaps in their administration and, you know, people that uh, can fill those needs. Well, I actually, as we were moving around and I was working and doing those things, I had an entrepreneurial spirit come about on me during that time. But it's like, okay, what can I do though? We move all the time. <laughs> so I sort of put it on the back burner for a few years. And then when I had my first son, I'm home at that time on maternity leave looking around on the internet and I come across a program for virtual, become a virtual assistant. And I'm thinking, okay, well that works because now I've built up all this experience as an admin assistant and I can, this would move with me. It's virtual. So that's how I got started. I took the training program and the rest is history as they say. So how did you go from, from being a, a, virtual assistant for someone to, in essence, thinking, hey, I need to open an agency and actually make those connections. I started the business in 2001, around maybe 2008. I'm working with a business coach that I had worked with for a few years, and 
we were having a session one day and she says, I don't know what we were talking about, but she says, you know, you don't have a business. You just have a job that you've created for yourself. It did not resonate with me at the time. And I'm thinking, you know, what is she talking about? You know, this is my business. I've started it. And fast forward about five years later, somewhere around 2014 or so, I got to the point where I dreaded coming into the office, um, just didn't look forward to it. And then her words came back to me and I knew exactly what she meant. I contemplated, you know, is there something else that I want to do? You know, another business I want to start and just not do this anymore. But after some thought, I decided that that, that wasn't the case. I still liked the concept, still believed in it, thought it was, there was a good need for it. But what I would do is just transition myself out of it, doing it and build a team. And I would just work for the clients. I mean, the team would work for the clients. Sure, sure. Well, that, so let's say you and I are jumping on an elevator and we're going to go up about 10 floors and, and I'm a business owner and, I'm, you know, we're just kind of chit-chatting. Give me kind of your elevator pitch. Tell me, you know, sell me in the next 30, 45 seconds about your services as, as your as team delegate. If time is money, and so you should look at time in that manner as a business owner. If you don't value where you place your time, you could stunt the growth of your company and, and, and lose money. If you're spending time doing things that you shouldn't personally touch, your, whatever your cost is to work with the client, that's what you're paying yourself to handle those things. And that time could be spent elsewhere, either marketing to look for new clients or actually working with new clients. So outsourcing and working with a virtual assistant will give you that time that you need to be able to grow your company and have more time for clients, which grows your bottom line and grows your revenue. Well, I told you uh, when we, we did kind of the, I sent you some like prep info for the, uh, for the uh, chat today. And there were some questions that were listed on there, but I told you, I said, I always reserve the right to kind of chase rabbits here. And I said, I knew you were going to say something that's going to cause me to chase some rabbits. So I'm going to chase a couple right here that, that are kind of just feeding off of, of the, the thing that you just said. So how many business owners, when you first talk to them, how many of them would you say really just get it initially versus you know, they got to have some time to ruminate on this, or you got to kind of explain exactly what this service means, or, you know, is it kind of like deer in the headlights a little bit when you first talk to people about, about the service, or would you say that most businesses, they fully understand exactly what I'm talking about, and they get it, and they either, they either want it or they don't want it. It's, it's pretty clear. I would say it's about 50-50. I meet a lot who some of them will say, well, yeah, I, I get it. I understand that I shouldn't be doing this, but I feel like I'm pretty self-sufficient. So they don't get the concept. And then I do have some that totally get the concept and know that, hey, if I keep going down this road of it, me doing everything, I'm just bottlenecking myself. Right. Right. That makes, that makes perfect sense. And uh, you know, you see, you see a number of like 
virtual assistant agencies, you know, online, and then you got a lot of competition out there. So what are, what are some things that, that a team delegate does to kind of differentiate yourself? What, what, what's your kind of your unique selling proposition or unique selling point or kind of, or as other people would say, what are your superpowers? For me, it is the art of delegating and really being wanting to see the success of the business because you hear me talking about that a lot it's not about okay just you know give us your task and tell us what you want us to do it's it's coaching and helping that business owner along for example when a client comes on i want their top three goals that they want to achieve as a as a result of working with us you know what is it that you want to accomplish because then 90 days down the road after you work with us, we're going to revisit these to see if they're actually happening, you know, as a result of you getting this extra time. Then I want to know what are some, you know, personal things that you'd like to do too as a result of getting this extra time. At Team Delia, I just want to make sure that we're really providing value and making an impact for clients in their businesses to really help them grow their revenue. It sounds like to me that, that, I mean, if you mentioned it two or three times, the whole concept, I mean, if you, if your business has a motto, it's time is money. You know, that's kind of the, you, you probably have this on, on your office wall somewhere. You may have t-shirts and coffee cups, <laughs> you know, the team delegate time is money, but it also seems like that you've, you've kind of crafted the kind of the strategy and the vision and the, you know, the, the mission of the company around that too. So, you know, like the discovery process that you may go through with a new client and just say, here's, here's how we're going to set up this and we're going to circle back in, you know, in three months or six months and see exactly, are we meeting those goals? It's not just a, you know, just, we're just meeting, we're just providing a service. I mean, it sounds like it's a lot more comprehensive than that. Would, would you say that was the case? Exactly, Kevin. I mean, because, and I, you know, coaches to my team a lot too, also being proactive. You know, I don't want clients to come on and just have something else to manage, you know, then that's not really helping them either. So, you know, we want to work with them in a proactive manner, you know, and definitely when you start, we start working with them, they may have specific things that they know that they want done. And of course, we're going to have to talk with them to learn what their process is, if they want to continue with that process. But we also still make sure that if we, if you know, asking them if, if we see a better way of doing this, a more efficient way, are you open to us sharing that with you? Just, you know, trying to work with them, like I said, in a proactive manner and not being a burden and something else that they have to to manage. So making sure that the team is working proactive and doing what it is that they the client wants them to do. I, I mean, I love that whole philosophy. And and if if you if you could could look back a little bit, you know, over the few years or last few years that you've actually, I guess you started. You said you started around two thousand eight. Two thousand when. One. Oh, 2001. I thought you had, I thought you were a VA at 2001 and then you started your company in 2008 or give me the timeline again. I started the business in 2001 and it was actually called the small office assistant when I started it. Okay. Um, All right. And when I decided to scale, I rebranded to rename it team, what it is now is team delegate. So 
that was like 2015. Okay. All right. So tell me, uh, especially let's, let's go back, you know, we could go back to 2001, but primarily let's go back to say 2015. What are some things that, that, uh, you know, you've, you kind of experienced highs and lows. What, what have been some of the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome as you've, as you've run your virtual assistant agency? Number one was making the transition because when I decided to make that transition, you know, like I mentioned earlier, <laughs> that was my job. So yeah. it was similar almost to someone who has a job and they're wanting to, to start a business. Right. Exactly. I realized it was the same thing. Um, so that was one of the biggest challenges there is like, okay, I can't, you know, my clients are, they've worked with me for years. They're not going to want me to then after five, six years say, okay, here now work with Kim or Susie. And so that's what was challenging. But, you know, it, it, it worked itself out. I know that sounds easy, but it did. You know, clients transitioned out and it just opened the door to, for me to be able to then, as new ones come on, you know, then start that process. Do you have any particular like niche or anything that, I mean, do you have a specific industry that you guys target with your, with your agency? I mean, or, or is the majority of business come out of one particular type of industry? It, it doesn't, but what happened along the way when I was, you know, doing it, I ended up with a lot of clients who were ex-executives that started, you know, retired early and started their own companies and they were working with me and referring me because when I first started, I worked a lot with clients who did, you know, some internet marketing. So if you doing things like their newsletter and webinars and stuff like that, helping them with online marketing. But this group was more admin. They traveled a lot, um, wanted help managing their schedules. So I would say at Team Delegate, that's probably our core still. Mm -hmm. A lot of admin, stuff that I mentioned, the travel, account management, invoicing, you know, pretty much straight administrative services. So walk me through the process. If you could go back, say, a few years and, and you could speak to yourself in 2015 or so, what, what is one piece of advice you, which you would give yourself that you think, well, that'd be a game changer. If I could have told myself that, you know, four years ago, it, it would have made a big difference right now. Can I go back even further? I you guess? know, you, you put, you, you just put the data in the Wayback machine and go wherever you want to go. <laughs> I would go back to the beginning and I would say that, you know, make sure that you build a solid foundation. And I say that because initially when I started, the industry was different and the door was, the pathway was a little easier for me. So I really didn't have to learn how to, build leads. I didn't really have to learn how to market and sell, if that makes sense. And it may right. sound crazy, but I didn't. It was just an easier path. And then as I began to scale, I had to learn those things. So 
it, it was just like totally starting over. So that's the advice that I would give myself to build a better foundation in those areas. So do you think that, that uh, you know, people should do that from the very beginning? I mean, like, can you drill down a little more? Like, what are there any specifics that you think, you know, as far as the foundation is concerned? Is it like, you know, putting processes in place? Is it, you know, working with a key, you know, a small number of clients? Is it, I mean, what, what does it look like to, to, you know, to put a better process in place early or to build a better foundation? What you said, still the process is your right. Um, if it's getting coaching or training or reading books on how to develop leads, reading books or getting training on marketing, getting some sales coaching, and then you're right, putting those processes in place, putting systems in place so that it, it continues. Because that brings me into something else that did happen as well for me. Like I said, you know, the business took off and then clients stayed. So I had this period in my business for like 12 years that I never marketed. And then again, when I got ready to, because they stayed with me for years and one left, someone else was referred in. And sometimes you can just get comfortable with that. And then when it's, you know, you want to scale or start over and it's like, okay, now what do I do? There are no leads. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so I mean, I've got to start from scratch. Yeah. It sounds like to me, I mean, it, you were kind of at your personal capacity and, you know, if you lost one, you just filled one back in. So, you know, there was no, you didn't have a need to, to market. You didn't have a need to drive leads to, you know, to your business or whatever. So I, I, I love that. It's the, uh, it, it kind of, I mean, as you were talking and talking about building a foundation, I, a question that really came to mind was, you know, what really, I mean, as business owners, I mean, you know, we're driven by revenue. We're driven by, you know, trying to, I guess, compete against ourselves. Our, our, our self yesterday is, you know, our self today needs to be better than our self yesterday. But there actually has to be kind of a deeper reason. You know, what, what would you say would be your why? If you understand what I'm saying, what, what drives you? What gets you out of bed in the morning other than, in fact, I got bills to pay. I love business. I mean, you know, working on a business just jazzes me. And I know that may sound crazy, but that is what keeps me going. Because, you know, you will have periods and times, I'm sure we all do, where, you know, things aren't going well and you got to keep going. But I, I just love what I do and I love that challenge too. If it's something that does not seem to be working, okay, I may be down for a minute, but then I'm going to think, okay, I'm not stopping. I'm just, what, what can I do differently to turn it around? And so just that challenge of always having to do that when you run a business, I just, that, that's what keeps me going. I, I love that answer. I, and, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, every every college biology major is driven by a love of business, right? So, I mean, there's just a perfect transition into, into what you're doing today. So, uh, this is, a, as, we're, as we're getting near the end of our chat here, I, I just want to kind of wrap up with something that's really kind of the heart of, of really why we do Rising Tide Startups. And that's really to kind of help people that, you know, you're, you're further down the path than, than most of us. And, there's a lot of listeners that are thinking, okay, how do I transition into, 
you know, starting my own business? How do I transition into, you know, escaping the cubicle, the, the cubicle farm that I happen to find myself in, you know, every day. And I'm really anxious to hear from your standpoint, what would you do if you were just getting up tomorrow and you, your business didn't exist? Kind of walk us through a few steps here, you know, three or four steps, just specific strategic steps that you might take that say, you know, tomorrow, this is the business I would start and this is how I would do it. I would say to, like I mentioned earlier, once you determine what it is that you, the business that you want to start, read everything that you can get your hands on about how to run that business. Read everything that you can get your hands on about marketing and sales, because that's going to be the core. Obviously, if you can't bring in leads and sell, you won't have a business. But and it doesn't have to happen overnight. Set a goal of a deadline of when you would like to make the transition and just work those things. I remember early on in my business, and then when you're working, you can still obviously start it and have it on the side, but have a goal again of, of not keeping it that way, unless that's obviously what you want. Some people do just want a, a side business, but you know, don't let that stop you whenever you have spare time. You know, if you can do things on your lunch break, do it on your lunch break. You can do things in the evening after work, do things in the evening, but don't, don't stop and don't let the fact that you still have that, eight to five job, don't let that deter you from getting started and reaching your goals. So those are the specific, so, so I'm, I'm really curious, if you were not doing what you're doing, what business would you start tomorrow? What specific business would, would Tanya Thomas start tomorrow? Probably, and it would be close in line, but probably <laughs> a, a consulting or coaching business. And consult and coach on running a virtual team. Because I think that even a lot of corporations now are having remote employees. And I think there's, you know, there, there would be a need for that. I certainly think that's a, that's a growing industry. I mean, there's a, another podcast I was listening to that, that is a, a major company that's completely, you know, distributed workforce and, and every guest that he has on, he asks them, you know, in five years from now, what do you predict would be the percentage of the overall workforce in the U.S. that would actually be working remotely or working virtually? And it's amazing. I mean, they're, they're guessing everywhere from 20% to 70%. I mean, it's just a, amazing. But every one of them is, every one of the, the guests are predicting that there will be more people, more and more every, every year working you know, in a distributed fashion. And it's, it really is a global village. It's not just the U.S., it's, it's globally. And, and these workforces are, are um, amazing. And with the tools that they have, whether it's communication tools or project management tools online or just, you know, everything's in the cloud, it's amazing what you can accomplish, you know, from with a virtual team. So, I mean, I love that answer. And I, I think that that's very forward thinking, you know, the whole idea of, of coaching or consulting in the particular space that is, you know, dedicated to, you know, working remotely. And uh, I mean, I love that. So it was, 
as we, as we wrap up today, is there anything that I haven't touched on that uh, you'd like to wrap up with and, and uh, then just tell people where's the best place to, to get in touch with you online or to learn more about your services or just to say thank you for coming on the, on the show? I have enjoyed my time on here and I appreciate you having me here on your Rising Tide podcast. And again, people can learn more about me by visiting my website, which is teamdelegate.com. And again, we are a virtual assistant company. I'm also on social media on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. But you can find me on LinkedIn uh, as Tanya Thomas. I do spend a lot of time on on LinkedIn. It's kind of like the the, uh, Facebook for businesses. Exactly. <laughs> well, Tanya, we'll, uh, we'll make sure that those are on the show notes. And uh, I, it's just been a pleasure just chatting with you today. And I, I just really want to give you kudos for, you know, for, for so consistently, you know, since 2001, that's 18 years, you've consistently kind of run that race and had an upward tra- trajectory. And, you know, from the time you started this, and then, then from 2015, really kind of kicked it up an- another level and, and uh, just been really, you know, just really worked hard at, at developing this this whole concept and developing your company and obviously something that was, that's very successful. So thank you for just sharing with us and and for planting a seed for those that are that are kind of coming behind you that want to know exactly what are some steps I can take tomorrow, you know, to kind of get this this ball rolling. Um, so I can I, we can also jump on that train of uh, escaping the cube a little bit. But uh, Tanya, thank you for just playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Have a great weekend. Thanks.